A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus took Peter, James, and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves, and he was transfigured before them. His clothes became dazzling white, such as no fuller on earth could bleach them. Then Elijah appeared to them along with Moses, and they were conversing with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. He hardly knew what to say. They were so terrified. Then a cloud came, casting a shadow over them, and from the cloud a voice, This is my beloved Son. Listen to him. Suddenly, looking around, they no longer saw anyone but Jesus alone with them. As they were coming down from the mountain, he charged them not to relate what they had seen to anyone, except when the Son of Man had been risen from the dead. So they kept the matter to themselves, questioning what rising from the dead might mean. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Can I fix you a sandwich? I'm going to fix you a sandwich. I'm going to take the sweet bread of the good news. We'll start with that, and then we'll put a layer of the salty meat of challenging news. Then we're going to put another layer of even more salty, more challenging news. And then we're going to put another sweet slice of bread on the top. And the sweet and the sour is going to come together beautifully, you'll see. So first, the sweet bread. When you think about this first reading, the reading of the sacrifice of Isaac, you might think that this is a great challenge to your faith. In fact, those who are no longer believers or no longer go, go to church, they may say to you, how can you keep believing in this old church and this old faith that, that, that has human sacrifice in its Bible? That's a, a, a worthy argument. But if you look at the reading carefully and you listen to the scripture scholars, they'll tell you it's actually a story about God stopping human sacrifice. All of the people in Abraham's world believed in human sacrifice. And this is a story about God saying, do not lay a hand on the boy. I will provide the sacrifice, God says. In the Old Testament, we get to watch the Israelite people grow in their relationship with God. We get to watch them grow spiritually, learn how God really wants to relate to them. We get a front row seat to their own growth. And here we are watching the Israelite people learning that they do not have to perform this terrible bloody sacrifice, that instead God will provide the sacrifice. And we know about God's ultimate sacrifice, the sacrifice of the cross. And so this is the good news. This is the sweet bread on the bottom of the sandwich. But here's the salty meat. 
Okay, fine. No human sacrifice. You probably knew that already before you came to church. But metaphorically speaking, spiritually speaking, it's absolutely true that God wants you to sacrifice, especially those things that are most precious to you. I'm sorry to tell you, this is the salty part. God asks us to make huge sacrifices, hard sacrifices, painful sacrifices, sacrifices of the things that are very, very precious to us. Every time a mother in August drops off their child for the first day of school, God is saying, put that child in my hands. And I'm not a mother, but I think I can imagine how painful that must be, that one moment. Or when that adolescent gets the car keys. Or the first boyfriend, the first girlfriend, or going off to college. All of these moments are moments when parents have to give up their child. Give their child back to God again. Spiritually speaking, metaphorically speaking, it's absolutely true that God will ask you to give up your children. And those of us who don't have children, we're not off the hook because we all have precious babies, don't we? We all have things that are so precious to us, that mean so much to us, that perhaps God might one day ask us to give up. Maybe it's about children or maybe it's about our career a career that means so much to us that we need to let go of. Or maybe it's our own health, our physical health, that's so precious to us, and God says, put that health issue in my hands. Or perhaps it's a living situation. You wanted to live in this house, in this town, and God says, no, I want you to give that up. I want you to put that in my hands. And hardest of all, of course, is relationships. We cling tightly to our relationships for good reason. They mean the world to us. And God occasionally says, I want you to give that up. That's salty layer, huh? Here's something even more salty. We haven't heard the things that disturbed the Israelite people most about that story of Abraham and Isaac, and it's this. God named Abraham, Abraham. His name was Abram before. And Abraham means father of the nations. God promised Abraham and Sarah that they would be the mother and father of nations. God made this promise to Abraham and Sarah. And they waited a year, five years, 10 years, 15 years, decades. They became old and then they became ancient. Still no parenthood. And then they had one son, Isaac. And Abraham said, finally, finally, this is God's plan. This is the plan that he gave me so many years ago, decades ago. Now I know God's plan. In this son, Isaac will be the father of all the nations. And then God said, Take your son, your only son, and give him back to me. So here's the extra salty layer. Sometimes it's not just that God asks you to sacrifice something precious. It's that God blows up the plan. Sometimes God just blows up the plan. 
Sometimes you think you know exactly what the plan is, that God made a promise to you years ago, and finally you're starting to see it come to, to fruition, and then God blows it up. That's extra salty, isn't it? The apostles must have felt this when Holy Week showed up. The apostles represent Israel. Israel had been waiting for a Messiah that God had promised. I will provide the lamb, God said. They had been waiting for a Messiah for years, for decades, for centuries. And finally, the apostles find Jesus. Finally, we have our Messiah. We know the plan. The Messiah, Jesus, will take over the country. He'll throw the Romans out. He'll be this prosperous king of the nation of Israel. And then Holy Week comes, and the Romans arrest him and kill him. God blew up the plan. Surely the apostles in Holy Week, watching him be arrested and beaten and finally assassinated by the government, surely the apostles must have said to God, what, is, what are you doing? How are you blowing up your own plan? Abraham must have thought the same thing when God said, give me your only son. And now we come to the transfiguration, the story we read in the gospel today. This was only days before the Holy Week. Only days. What God is trying to do is prepare the apostles for this hard moment when he blows up their plan. And so the week before Holy Week, they go up a mountain and they watch Jesus become heavenly bright heavenly bright, and they see their biblical heroes that they know are in heaven conversing with Jesus. This is God's way of saying to the apostles, look, I'm about to blow up your plan, but it's because that was never my plan. It was never my plan for Jesus to be the king of one nation. My dream is cosmic my dream is that this Messiah might be the savior of the universe. And they at least internally get a glimpse of that in the transfiguration. And it gives them perhaps just enough trust to keep going as they watch God blow up the plan. And so the extra salty, God blows up the plan. The sweet bread on top, God has a plan that's so much bigger, so much brighter, so much more beautiful, and so big that it is incomprehensible to you and me. And so like Abraham, we're going to have to trust. Like the apostles, we're going to have to trust. What is your Isaac? Maybe last week, last month, God said for you to give up your Isaac. Or maybe it'll happen this coming week, this coming month. And where will your faith stand? Will you remember that dazzling, bright Christ and trust that God's plan is so much better than yours? And knowing that, 
Will you say yes, as Abraham, as the apostles did?